think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I would say absolutely he is an elite quarterback. Derek Jeter, it's his final game with a walk-off single. Derek Jeter, where fantasy becomes reality. Tom Brady has my vote for the greatest to ever lace him up. Tom Brady, greatest of all time, he got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. Someone needs to come to me and explain to me what Jordan is better at than LeBron without saying the word six way. I supposed to be a franchise player and we ain't here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Friends, we are back at it in the stew. Shout out to all of our listeners and followers. We appreciate the love. Please continue to spread the word. Make sure to follow us on the gram at end of regulation and at twitsit at end of reg. We've got a bunch of great content going into this week. Uh, we want to be able to allow for you guys to see great content throughout the week all the way up to our podcast where we'll bring you guys the analysis and coverage that you both want and fucking deserve. So in a world that is completely saturated by bullshit and nonsense, end of regulation is here. Spoiler alert, we will have a guest speaker tonight, uh, someone who is true and dear to us, uh, we went to college with, and he will be talking about the Masters, so we'll just kick off into intros and talk a little bit about who is in the stew tonight. A gentleman who's read every book in the Oprah Winfrey Top 10 Book Club, Brent Jernigan, how we doing? <laughs> Hell of an intro. Um, yeah, I, I am a sucker for Oprah, you know, um, just... You get a book, you get a book, you get a book. So, <laughs> I fucking read them all. Good to hear, man. I'm glad. Hopefully we can uh, learn a little bit from you. Well, next on the mic, favorite show growing up was Powerpuff Girls and our producer, Tommy Lasagna. How we doing? Excellent show. Um, well, I know your you favorite color? Uh, I thought the blue one was kind of a badass. He has no idea which one the blue one is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, lastly... Somebody who was asked to leave a Hamilton show for being too rambunctious, Mr. Barrel Chess Grimes. How yeah, what's up, boys? A few too many Manhattans. I started yelling profanities at Lin-Manuel. Fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, great segment into just tonight's kickoff. We're going to do some warm-ups. Uh, I know Tom has a little bit to say about what's going on in the boxing community, so I'll let him kick off. Uh, so the two biggest heavyweights in boxing right now are Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. And earlier this week, Deontay Wilder came out and said to the media, to the media in the world, that he would be okay with fucking killing somebody in the ring through beating them to death with his hands. He says he he says he wants to. He says he wants to. Uh, if there was one guy in the world that could probably do it, I think it's Deontay Wilder. He's definitely so, already killed somebody. I think that's hands. what you call uh, pre crime. <laughs> yeah. well, Get yeah. Tom Cruise on his ass. One, one we, thing. Hey, hey of, FBI. One thing that's sort of like cool about the the timing of all of this is that this past weekend, uh, Anthony Joshua won his match. Uh, went the full distance and he won by unanimous decision. And he called out Deontay Wilder at the end of the fight. And just today, Deontay Wilder was like, "Let's do it. I'll come to Europe." Like, let's throw the hands. And for a sport like boxing that's, like, sort of on its way out uh, with respect to other, you know, the bigger sports in America right now, this match is going to be huge. 
So I can't I'm, fucking wait. I'm not sure on the date or anything. Obviously, who's your money on? Uh, I think Anthony Joshua. I would love to see Deontay Wilder, like you know, talk talk and walk the walk, but he's he's just not, you know, he, he he's just like a bruiser in there. He just goes and he's stronger and he's bigger and he's faster. But Anthony Joshua has been Sounds doing like a this. good combo. He's he's only been boxing for like five <laughs> or six years though. Anthony Joshua, he just has the skill. He's he's more precise. He knows what he's doing. Like he knows how to box. Deontay Wilder knows how to beat the shit out of people. And I want that guy. I want the guy who knows how to beat the shit out of people and wants to kill the other guy. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with him. All right, my money's on him. All right, well, I'm gonna take Anthony Joshua and be smart about this. So you heard it here first. Well, I'll tell you Nerd. who my money is definitely not on is Canelo Alvarez. Uh, he's come forward to the public and said that he is going to cancel the upcoming fight with Triple G. And I'm going to call him that because I can't for the fucking life of me pronounce his name. Uh, but the the showdown is canceled uh, due to what he has said is, again, some tainted meat that he has eaten, <laughs> which yeah. is the biggest fucking crock Is that, is that just like code name for nasty pussy? <laughs> no, like, yeah, I, how about it? How about you just pull the needles out of your forearm, bub? Like, that might honestly, fly like, in Mexico, but in America we use the... science, and uh, that's not how it works, dude. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. this is the second time that this has happened, and the guy's like, I ate tainted meat. Well, hey, maybe you don't fucking eat meat from there. You have money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you get it imported from somewhere else. Get a different uh, butcher, bro. Seriously. But uh, it just blew my mind because this guy is just outrageous. Uh, I was actually kind of excited to see this Triple G, I think, is a fucking savage. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he won know, their first uh, bout. And it was a great fight, too. Yeah, split, great fight. I mean, split, split decision in a great fight, he's, yeah. He's a, vet, he's a vet, so I, I was excited to see it, but it was blown by some moron who's eating tainted meat. So um, that's that's all I really got on that. I know Harry had some words um, on, on Real, so I'll let him Yeah, uh, Champions League is in full swing again. Uh, today, Real played uh, Juventus, and, you know, great game, Real ended up uh, coming out on top there. They're going to have their second leg uh, probably in two weeks, I believe. Um, but for those who missed it, uh, Cristiano in the third minute of the game had an absolutely epic bicycle kick. The, the guy, he just does it again and again and again. He's one of the best players to ever live. Uh, in the, in, and he's a fucking stud. He's a fucking stud. And, like, and that's in, in, in our generation and, excuse me, in past generations as well. So... It's unbelievable. Go check it out. We'll we'll, uh, we'll post a video to our Instagram and Twitter for you guys to. to How far was it? He, he, I saw it was it was a, it was a big ass. Uh, you know, it was a big kick, bike. Right? Yeah, it was a big bicycle kick. He's probably he was inside the uh, eighteen. He was in the box. yeah. He was in the box. Uh, it was probably from like tw- twelve okay, yards okay. out. But uh, nonetheless, man, doing a bike is one of the most like different difficult Yo, things. I saw this picture on Twitter. I saw this picture on Twitter. You know, it's just one of those awesome moment sort of where you're just like god damn like thank god people always have cameras yeah, around or yeah. whatever but um you know someone snapped i'm assuming it was a professional photo photograph um what a time to be alive for that matter but uh someone snapped a photo pretty much of him you know like at at the top of his yeah. jump parallel to the ground sort of uh with this boot like you know just a couple inches from the ball like about to strike it and the caption was just you know this this ended up in the net and it's just like holy shit like this guy is about to do a complete backflip pretty much and just absolutely hammer that ball like right in the sweet spot and yeah. he's a professional yeah dude he, he's one of the best to ever do it shot big shout out to real uh they ended up winning three nothing uh today 
you know, tomorrow there's another big game uh, for those soccer fans out there. Liverpool and Man City play, as well as Barcelona and Roma. So be sure to tune in for those games. Uh, Champions League is, is always epic, and especially once it gets to this po- uh, part of the tournament. But, uh, yeah, big shout-out to Real. They, they're looking pretty good going into uh, the second leg of that game versus Juventus. I don't know if you guys saw, but the guy that did uh, Ronaldo's, you know, that, that kind of face statue they did of him. Oh, yeah. A they bust, gave a, if you will. <laughs> yeah. They gave him a second shot uh, to redeem himself. Uh, definitely an upgrade, but still so, like, you've been given another chance, and you've still kind of shit the bed. You guys should go and check it out. We'll try to post it I think it he, well. he he was, like, ten times better, but it's still. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, it's um, it's a huge step up from th- Gumby. I think if you let me try try molding anything for like six months, I could do just as good as that. Yeah, bull, did, so. bullshit. I, I could do well, better right now with a fucking play doh set. Molding. Yeah, in <laughs> this guy. It was it was really it was really well. Bad. We'll put that <laughs> we'll put that to rest. Go to check it out. We'll throw it up on uh, social media. But we'll go ahead and just do a quick recap of March Madness, mm-hmm. kind of plain and simple, uh, with Nova taking the championship. I'll let you guys kind of just roll through this quickly. Uh yeah, if you want to talk about things that were really bad, uh I'm going to go with Michigan's <laughs> offense being one of them. Uh this it's it's kind of unfortunate that we had a team like Nova that was so dominant this year cuz it almost takes the excitement out of college basketball. Like yeah, there was cool games, but if you look at like the last couple championships, they've been buzzer beaters and that's awesome. Nova fucking steamrolled every single team they played in this yeah. tournament. Every single team for, I mean... Yeah, I think uh, out of the... You know, they played five... What is it? Five games that they played? Um, four or five. Whatever the fuck it is. I don't feel like tough looking math. up right now. But, um, yeah, exactly. It is It is tough. We're getting up there. But uh, I think they had one two-point game. And it, and it may have been two points. I could, be, I could even be wrong on that. But other than that, they did not have a close game that I saw. And especially this. I mean, you know, I watched every minute last night. And... You know, I think it was 12 at half, but it was it was 12 for a few minutes before half, and it never really was like a threat like from that point forward. Like with a few minutes left in the first half, it, it was Villanova's game the entire time, and like I I struggled to even get interested in the second half. But if not for the fact that fucking Divincenzo or whatever his name is wasn't playing absolute stud ball, just like stuffing people at the rim, hitting five threes scoring from everywhere um like that was pretty electrifying but other than that it was sort of a blowout it was definitely a heavyweight a team that was clearly better than everyone else in the tournament by uh, maybe the biggest margin that i can ever remember seeing and that doesn't mean i I haven't always been paying attention i should put it that way but definitely in in recent memory it's like damn i haven't seen a team dominate the tournament like this so pretty fucking wild jay wright any thoughts yeah um DiVincenzo is Mike Baby 2.0. That dude just played himself onto an NBA team right there. Uh, and sure. so I, I love it. I, I'll say one thing. He had to uh, deactivate his Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw this. Because like because that. of stuff yeah, he tweeted yeah, 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 six yeah. or seven years ago. So this is a little a little note for everyone out there. The internet is forever. All right? So, um, so, so just, to clear, just, just to clear it up... Um, to let everyone know sort of what did happen with him. Apparently, um, like, yeah, like Harry said, like seven years ago when this kid was like 14, I guess, you know, playing basketball or whatever, he he definitely dropped um, 
some words that, that you should not drop anywhere or on Twitter especially. And, of course, in the middle of his fucking phenomenal game, people were just going to his page on Twitter and, like, typing in keywords. And, and they found certain things, um, including, you know, some, some shit about buttholes <laughs> and, uh, and, and fingers. So uh, this, this, kid, this kid definitely got shown out right in the middle of the game and uh, had, to, had to delete, like, thousands of tweets and then ended up just deleting his entire Twitter account. Fucking hilarious. I love – there's nothing funnier about, like, the internet. We should definitely actually talk, talk about this right now. There's nothing funnier than the internet. You should never – if you have ever sent a tweet or, like, back in the day in 10th grade you had Facebook and you just thought it was funny to, like, pop off in your little-ass town – you should delete everything you ever do if you ever have a chance of like more than a hundred people knowing your yeah, name. You yeah. know, like you sh- you should not. You should try your very hardest not to get famous if you've ever sent a tweet. And if you ever have sent a tweet, you should delete everything you've ever tweeted. Pretty quickly. It makes it. Like, it makes it scary as, it's it's scary as shit when you think about it. Like every president from here on forward is going to have some kind of <laughs> that's going to be that- electric. Oh, he put his, uh, a picture of his ball sack on in sixth grade, and now he's you know running for president. Like, Unfor- I mean, that's why I have screen. Like, I'm pretty sure we could all pretty easily ruin each other's lives. I mean, that's I'm going to keep screen just in case any of you guys ever want to go run for president. I'm, I, I, <laughs> yeah. have, I will ruin. I, your I life. think it's safe to say none of us are <laughs> going to run for president. No, I keep stay, everything stay settled in your mediocre. Fucking <laughs> lives. I keep that's everything right. on servers here in my apartment. We're going to be famous podcasters. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Well, we'll go ahead and put that to rest with warm-ups. Um, we'll go ahead and just straight up kick off into the NHL playoffs that are here. It's the fucking Catalina, Catalina Wine Mixer. I am stoked. Uh, I know Brent, Harrison, Tom, everybody is really excited for this to kick off. Um, just a quick kind of rundown on seating for the Atlantic Bruins are at number one. Lightning are at number two. The Leaves are at number three. Uh, Metropolitan Caps are at one. Penguins at two. Boo, fuck. Or sorry, the Penguins. Yeah, fuck Penguins. And then three with the Blue Jackets. Uh, Central, we've got the Preds, Jets, Wild, and the Pacific Golden Knights, Sharks, and Kings. So, Brent, I'll let you start off. Yeah, uh, well, it's looking like, you know, me and Tom like may or may not have a date in the, uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals this year. That would be tight. That would be awesome um, to see. Tight butthole. Um, yeah, def- very tight butthole, very tight butthole. Um, yeah, Predators, um, they're – I believe everyone pretty much has three or four games left now in the regular season. So we'll be in the playoffs like next week, I guess, uh, maybe maybe two weeks from now. Um, but, yeah, Preds and Bruins right now are really the, the two teams trying to fight for the President's Cup. It'll be interesting to see who wins it. I do not believe Nashville has ever won a President's Cup. Actually, I'm quite positive they have not. So – I'm fucking excited. If that is the case, I would love for us to work our way back to the final this year. Uh, we were there last year, you know, lost in six games to the Penguins. But um, I think we're built to do it. I think we have a ton of offensive firepower. I think we got an incredible goalie with goalie depth. We got Soros behind Rene. Um, he's awesome. He's 23 years old, fucking like 968 save percentage or something. Um we got tons of fucking scoring output. We're good on the power play, against the power play. Uh, we got a shitload of defensive depth with PK and um, Roman Yossi, Matthias Ekholm, all kinds of guys. So I'm excited about the Predators. Uh, the Jets are tough in the West. The Knights are tough in the West. And then Harry and I have talked before. You know, like there are some teams buried out there, and I'm talking about the Sharks and the Kings specifically. 
that are just seasoned playoff teams. You know, they've been there for years now, it seems like, like Joe Thornton and then all the Kings teams, you know, they've they've won multiple Stanley Cups in the last decade mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. So the West is not easy. Um, however, I do feel I do feel like sort of the Preds are just like head and shoulders like above the rest of the West. I, I, I feel like, you know, I hate to call my shot too early here, but I'm – I'm riding them hard on winning the West and getting to the final. The East, on the other hand, is a much different story. They're just a fuckload of teams that are built to win. Um, you look at the Capitals and the Penguins, too, who just, like, really haven't, like, been their usual selves this this season, per se, as dominant as, as dominant as they are in years past. But you still look at who they have on their roster and, like, how much experience they have, and it's like, well, those, those are going to be tough teams. So... Um, Penguins are tough all the time, and then you got obviously the Bruins and the Lightning. So I'll let Tom talk about those two teams. Uh, I mean the Bruins. I don't. I really can't speak much on anybody else other than the Bruins, if I'm being honest. But I mean, I know it's a team that they they're sort of overlooked at the beginning of the year because they're definitely their veterans are aging, uh, and they're young. There's just there seem to be too many young guys. Uh, but uh, on that note, we have Bergeron, who's like. In, in, in the race for sort of player of the year. I know Marshawn is having one of his best years points-wise uh, of his career this year. Uh, and I I know we've sort of – we've been stringing a lot of games together. We've had a lot of good goalie play. I'll trust either guy in net. Uh, and I, I obviously I'm pulling for the Bruins here. I would like to see us, you know, make a, one last push uh, with Chara before he's sort of on his way out. I don't know how many more years he has left. Well, obviously, uh, the interesting thing you know about the NHL playoffs too is um, it do- they don't exactly seed it like any other league playoffs that you may have heard of. Um, they, in fact, you know, the um, they have their division rounds first. So basically, what I, the the whole point of that is the fact that immediately um, come the second round, assuming both won their first round matchups, uh, the Bruins and the Lightning would have to play. So they would. it's not possible for either of those teams to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals because they're in the same division. Uh, same for, yeah. like, the Preds and the Wild, uh, yada, yada, yada. You know, that's why every year the fucking Penguins knock out the Capitals in the second round. Um, well, so that, that's because they're right a Washington bat, sports team, and Washington right sports too. suck ass. Right off the bat, I think the two best teams in the East, you know, they'll have to play in the second round, so it's going to be – you'll know pretty soon who's going to come out of there, I think. But, um, you know, like I said, the Penguins are, are tough. I hate to count them out. I hate to sit here on this with my microphone in my hand and be like, oh, well, they, they don't really have a chance to win the East because, of course, they do with Malkin and, and Crosby um, and Kessel. They can all do anything. But, um, no, I like either the, the Lightning or the Bruins. If I really had to pick, I like the Lightning in a seven-game series. Um, so I I would go with the Lightning coming out of the East. I like the Preds coming out of the West. I don't think anybody can beat the Preds in seven games, if I'm completely honest. And I think the Preds win the Stanley Cup in six games. Yeah, you're completely honest Bulls. and completely biased. Well, I'm not going to lie. I, I think uh, I'm, I'm a little bit with Tom here. I'm a little worried about Boston. The, you know, I hate to say it, but Boston always is a tough team. Um, you know, they've come back from a lot, and they've fucking, you know, got a, a veteran team. So... Uh, I'm excited in this, to see them play, but I think I'm riding the Golden Knight train. I fucking love these guys. Uh, with the Rangers out, I think that's my team to pick. And if they're out, then maybe I'll go ahead and side with you on the fucking Preds, Brent. But don't want to um, stroke that. Don't want to stroke that ego. Good news court. is they're gonna they're gonna lose in the first round, so you can quickly hop on. The <laughs> all right, all right. right. Write that write that shit down. Harry, why don't you chirp in here and uh, yeah, let's hear what you I think. I think 
I think the you know Eastern Conference is a little more black and white in terms of how things are going to shake out. Um, you know, there's a lot of good teams. Uh, you know, in the West though. So my problem with the Golden Knights, and that's a team I am going to ride their bandwagon for a little bit with my New York Rangers out of the picture, but. Uh, their biggest problem, and this is as of Sunday, I think I, I was just checking out the standings and who's playing who. Um, it would have to be the Golden Knights playing the Anaheim Ducks. Now, the reason why that sucks is because uh, Ryan Getzloff is a fucking savage, and 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 a lot of the a lot of the players on the Ducks are very seasoned veterans, and they're big guys. And we're talking about a Las Vegas Knights team that is incredibly young. James Neal is like their only older player more or less so uh, as along with Mark Andre Fleury of course um, but I just don't know if they'll be able to make it out of that first round what did, what did Brent just I say I know shut the fuck up uh, <laughs> no man it's it, it's gonna be really uh, I'll tell you what you know not even the Rangers in it sucks but regardless of the fact the Stanley Cup playoffs you know baseball was amazing last year their, their uh, MLB playoffs but the Stanley Cup playoffs is hands down the best playoffs that there is in sports in my in my humble it's not even in my humble opinion like, it, it's yes it's thank uh you. you know the intensity that comes with it i don't remember i don't know like if you guys remember that tweet last year from the guy watching the uh uh fuck was that a blues game st louis blues his name is T- tony x yeah tony x. That what is what did he yeah. say he was like <laughs> he was he said man uh white white people been hiding hockey from from us for years this shit <laughs> shit I think that was his exact tweet follow Tony X to and the now, promised then land he, he ended up we, with we like 40,000 followers alright I'll, I'll retweet that. that on the uh, at end of rag Twitter <laughs> check us out oh so, yeah man uh, can't wait um, you know NHL playoffs is where it's at so everyone tune in I do gotta give a shout out to the Knights I saw recently that they retired a jersey uh, in tribute to the victims of the Las Vegas shooting so very fucking cool there. Shout did out to them. I not see that. Respect. Yeah. That, is, that is awesome. Yeah. I think uh, the, the NHL is notoriously known for being, uh, you know, super progressive and open, which I fucking love about it, and still super roughneck. So. And they also, NHL loves the troops, and, and we also love the troops. Shout yes, out. Yes, we do. <laughs> Especially me. Yes, we do. Well, we will uh, we'll go ahead and sunset that and just hop right into MLB. Uh as we mentioned last week and gave you a serious rundown, the season is finally fucking here. Um, I'll let the boys kind of take over and talk a little about what has happened in the last week or so. Yeah, so one thing that I need to tell everybody so far this year, it's fucking, it's April 3rd. We're recording on April 3rd. Everyone relax about how your team is doing, how you started out. If you look around the league right now, there's question marks everywhere. The Cubs are struggling to score runs. Fucking the Pittsburgh Pirates are still undefeated after they traded away their best pitcher in Garrett Cole to the to the Astros, and they dealt their most veteran and beloved player, Andrew McCutcheon, to San Francisco. Uh, just relax. Like, you know, the season's going to iron itself out as we go on. Uh, but don't, there were a couple. Don't listen to so, this kid. He was sweating before the podcast, watching extra innings. So, uh, well, speaking of which, the Red Sox last year uh, <laughs> were fifteen and zero in, uh, or not fifteen and zero, but they won fifteen extra inning games, and they just went up four two in the top of the thirteenth, thanks to Hanley Ramirez, who I have been down about openly. So it's glad to see that he's proven me wrong. 
Um, but going going back to the Red Sox, I guess we'll start there. They're four and one, uh, projected to only lose you know thirty games this year. We're probably just going to go to the World Series now. We're on top of the AL East right now. Uh, us and Houston are the only two four and one teams going into tonight. So uh, why don't you go ahead and just pencil us in for a World Series appearance? Coming, coming yeah. from the, All coming right. from the, like fucking, you said, relax. Coming from the fucking guy who just said, "Oh, it's April 3rd, Everyone, yeah, like relax. Yeah, I know. miss me with that, that shit. Tom. Love that move, Tom. That was that was a, that was a joke, but not really a joke. Like, it's probably <laughs> take a seat on the pine. Um, I don't know. I to be honest, I wasn't. I have this uh, weird habit where every time Tom opens his mouth, I don't really listen. So. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he just touched on the Nationals at all, but uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck since, you, since I'm going to be speaking about my Braves, uh, Bryce Harper looks fucking good. I don't know if anyone saw the little highlight where someone Amazing. was behind the plate and yelled at him the other day where they were like, overrated, and he just hit his second fucking bomb right in front of their face, he, like a dude, three-run homer. He, I think he hit that ball second like of the day. 600 feet. There, he's already like, hit at least four homers, right? Like he's yeah, not just Yeah, not just second home run, to clarify, second of the game. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so I mean, he is—he's he, a savage, he, and the Nationals are 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 looking like they're going to have an extremely easy time. He'll look good in uh, he'll look good cool. in pinstripes in a couple of they, years. They they actually lost tonight. The brave the Braves poured it on them on their fifth starter. Hey, and uh, they came out with a win tonight. Uh, be, being said, uh, Strasburg, Max Scherzer, and Gio Gonzalez just fucking picked right up. They I don't think they like. I don't know what they do in the off season, but they gotta just train together because they steroids. <laughs> they probably do some steroids, but Max Scherzer looks like he's coming for his fucking fourth Cy Young. Oh, dude, I I hate the fucking Washington Nationals. Hate them with a passion. I I'm I'm I like my Major League Baseball. I take sort of my NL East rivalries between the Mets and the Nationals, especially seriously, and the Phillies. Um, but. I think Max Scherzer might be my favorite player in baseball, not named Mike Trout. Well, like that dude is a fucking baller. He's just—he's a grinder, a gamer. However you want to look at it, a psychopath, whatever you want to call him, he's all of them. Well, the thing I like about about him most is that he has two different colored eyes, and correct. So do I. So like, I'm pretty much like Max Scherzer. You're his brother. Um, you got to be related. I, I hope I am, because then twenty three and me. Check it out, cash. man. No, but I mean, I, I agree. He, the The eye thing must psych batters out when you're staring at him, and like he's got a dark eye and a bright eye. It's got to creep people out. And the Nationals actually do this cool thing where they put like a picture up of his eyes on the the big scoreboard in the backdrop, yeah. and the batter's just like looking at it when they walk up to the plate. Psychological it's fucking, war- warfare, it's fucking man. scary. But uh, on a, on another note, sticking uh, to the NL. Like we said last week, this uh, this guy who plays for the Colorado Rockies, his name is Charlie Blackman. And if you want to talk about mashing baseballs, this dude hit four home runs in the first five games of the season. Uh, as the leadoff hitter, we were, we were hitting on this last week, but it's just incredible. Like I don't know why pitcher like generally as a pitcher you wanna you wanna start the game off. You get a fastball in there. Uh, just you know, get a strike, get your confidence, get rolling, and you can't do that with this guy because he's just sitting fastball, and he'll fucking he can take you deep, and I I fucking love it about him. I'm glad to see it. Uh, he's currently I know it's early, but he's leading the MLB with four homers. Relax. Um, fuck. 
Oh, All right, never mind. So he's leading the MLB with four homers, and I, I'd like to see him keep it up. Harry, any thoughts on the, the ML Fat Boy? Just said it's April 3rd, and everyone should relax. Yeah, yeah. And, like and John Carlos Stanton struck out five times tonight. He should go five. I have one thought on MLB. Drink all the bush beers <laughs> you can while watching it. Yeah. Oh, man. We hey. should, as a podcast, we should take a trip to St. Louis and go to Bush Stadium there. Um, I hate the Cardinals, but yes, I would I would go to Bush Stadium. We'll plan that. Tom, if you're I'm listening trying. right now, send well, us a little St. Louis sucks in general, though, like as, as a place to go. <laughs> Well, Brent, I'm going to quickly segment out of the MLB, keep it short and sweet. Just want to see if uh, you've got any shout-outs or any updates on Z- uh, Zach Osborne um, as we're big fucking supporters here. So, I do. Uh, official Zach Osborne update here. Um, the Monster Energy AMA Supercross series has been on a hiatus for the last two weeks. Um, it returns this weekend. Zach, Zach's... Uh, 250 region is not participating this this weekend. So if you want an update on Zach Osborne, he'll be back at it again for the first time in three weeks. Next weekend, he has three rounds to go, and he is still uh, leading the points championship. Um, he's had the red plate all fucking season long since the very first gate drop, and he's ahead by seven points. So um, I think it's uh, it goes Minneapolis, um, and then they're in Foxborough in Ooh. Patriot in Gillette Stadium. Uh, the following week, and then the week after that, they finished the season in Las Vegas at the East-West Shootout. So Zach's killing it. Uh, he'll be going for his fucking third straight championship. He won Supercross Championship last year, and then the Summer uh, Motocross Series. Um, and so if he if he wins the championship this year, I can't remember the last time someone won three in a row. So hey, Zach, hey Shakes, real quick, what uh, what's the date on the East-West Showdown in Vegas? Um, hang on. Let me uh, let me check. Quick. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Vegas early May, so I, I, if I'm there, I'd, I'd love to uh, go check it out. Oh hell yeah! Well, while he goes ahead and checks that, I'll go um, ahead. It would be May fifth. Oh, that's the same nice. weekend. I'm there. Let's go. Do it, dude. Very Do nice. it. All right, cool. Hashtag networking. Well, yes, sir. Best of luck to Osborne. Uh, we hope that he continues. Thank to you hold guys. That one plate. So mad love. Um, want to go ahead and segment into the kind of the juiciness of what we've got this week. Lastly, to introduce tonight's special guest here to talk shop and tee us up for the 2018 Masters, Mr. Brian Onion Keeley. How we doing, kid? You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying. Out of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators. <laughs> doing well, doing well. Onion, shout out, man! Appreciate you coming on board. I'm glad to have you here, um, and glad we're going to be able to talk a little bit about the Masters in Augusta. Absolutely, can't wait. Can't wait. You sound excited, Brian. I'm thrilled. <laughs> I'll let you guys kick it off. It's it's no. It's yeah. It's no doubt the biggest tournament of the year. Golf's exciting again, is it not, Keely? It is. It is. It's finally exciting again. Getting Tiger in there, but let's let's just talk a little bit about like some of the big players and, and who've got the uh, the top odds to win, which is you know the likes of Spieth, Woods, DJ, Justin Thomas, Rory, Bubba, 
Phil, all those guys. Who, who do you like so, uh, going into this weekend? Um, I mean, those guys are all contenders, but the, <laughs> the, the one pick I'd like to say that I don't like that the books are all favoriting is DJ. I don't think his game fits Augusta. Is, I don't. Isn't I mean, he number he can one work right the, now? Number one in the world? Yeah, but I don't really care. I don't care. Like, JT's right there. Like, if he won a couple weeks ago, he would It's just a number. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just numbers. It's just well, he's he's at 12 but, to 1 odds right now. Not bad. Yeah, and he hurt his back last year, and I think he was still the favorite to win. Yeah. The thing so, about... Um, he's, just a, he's just a soft ass men- mentally. Like, he's a mental midget, to be quite honest with you. he I know he's a major DJ? championship winner. No, DJ. DJ. Um... He's a major championship nah. winner, but he's a mental midget. It's probably why he won't win the Masters, regardless of how good or bad his game sets up for the golf course. He's not going to get over that hump mentally at that golf tournament. Well, dude, he's he's just like going back to that mental midget thing I, and his back injury. I heard the whole reason he hurt his back was because he was thrown down a fucking flight of stairs by someone else on tour. Kelly, weren't you telling me that? It's probably a guy half his size. Yeah, suppose. Nah, supposedly it's Kepka. Who's nah, bigger than him. Supposedly it was yeah, who? I've heard that. But Kepka. Oh, dope, dude. Bro. I would love to know a little bit All more right, about yeah. that. So officially, Dustin. Yeah, but supposedly to- they're. But they're boys. Like they've done. They've talked about it, and they both played in the Presidents Cup together, and they were paired together. But no, I don't think. I don't like. He's the best player in the world. He hits his spots and everything like that. But I, he didn't play very well at the match play, what, two weeks ago? Dude, he, he lost in the first round. Yeah, he didn't even make it out of the, the play. But then again, that could just be him being his laid-back, casual self. Like, oh, I just don't feel like showing up this week. But I don't know. He is the only player, I believe, that won all four WGC. So of of all those favorites that Grimes listed off for us, who who's your pick of like, you know, these are the top tier guys that probably have the best shot? If not DJ. Uh, I'd say Alright. I'd say Jordan. Not not in any particular order, but Jordan. Bubba's Bubba's hot. People are loving the way that he's been putting. I still I mean, he's a terrible putter, but I mean, he's got a shot. His game definitely fits where he can just work the ball he just won any the match which play. way. He just won the match play, and he won. Uh, I don't even remember what it was a couple weeks before. Oh no, he won at Riviera. Um, but uh, I like him. I don't. I think Rory will finish top ten, but I don't think that he's going to win. I'd love to see him win, finish off that uh, little career Grand Slam action, but uh, what about I don't think it's hit. Of course. I mean, he's got a shot, but, like, he's got a shot. I think people are buying into his little, his whole thing a little bit more, and he's gassing it up, too, talking, you know, oh, it's, I feel better than I ever have. He's got everything dialed in. His puttings look pretty good, but... I'd say I'd say he finishes top ten. He's gonna have a big move on Saturday, but Sunday he's not gonna have enough. He's gonna knock. So who who wins? 
And especially with this the old driver stuff Kiwi. going on. I don't know what's going on there. Hmm. I think it's Ricky's time. Really? Wrong. Oh, dude! So I, wrong. I hate. I hate that. Pick. Here's. I've got two little dark horse candidates for you. N- neither of which I think are on the list of favorites that that um, Harry mentioned. Mark Leishman, the Australian, and um, fucking Louis Oosthuizen, and the South African. Louis has. I'm pulling. For Louis, Louis hasn't necessarily been playing his best golf, like really the last few months or even close to a year now. But it's no secret whatsoever. The dude has the very best fucking golf swing on tour. He has for years now. Um, super short little dude. Hits it a fucking mile, though, on the sweetest. Just little one-two swing combo in the entire world. He puts lights out. He's had multiple top fives. I think three top fives at the Masters by itself. He's had multiple top fives at a major. And I believe he's won a uh, British Open. So he's won a major before. Um, he gets it done. He's been in the hunt plenty of times at the Masters. I think this is the year that Louis gets over the hump, or at least I fucking hope so. And then Mark Leishman, he's been a top five guy at multiple majors. He had an incredible year either last year or the year before, inclu- in- including, yeah, top two or top three at the Masters. And, um, you know, he might break through. They're just good, good, extremely solid ball strikers, which is important when you're when you're trying to sort of pick your spots, hopping around Augusta. And then, of course, some touch on the greens goes a hell of a long ways. I I mean I I agree and Louie did play he played pretty well at the match play him and Duffner went into a playoff to get out of that pool but uh I do think both of them do have good track records not to mention Uzdazen had that amazing shot on number 2 for the yeah. what double eagle Yeah Albatross yeah, yeah. Um, I I like Dude, those picks. A, a, another another good pick, and and a lot of like what I base Masters off of in terms of like who's going to be in the mix, you know, come Sunday, is like past performance, right? It's sure. it's a it's a course where you know you got to be like really mentally strong, and and guys tend to you know guys who finish top, like top tens t- tend to do it multiple years in a row, and and one guy that I look at uh, for that, and you know for people who are doing pools and all that stuff is uh he's Matt such Kruger. a fucking loser so he you know quickly I, I and i get that and like i and i get that he's he's not like a particularly <laughs> exactly that's person. that's he's all like, i mean you know he's yeah. a likable guy he's a nice guy yeah but he, and you know t- so from 2012 to 2017 four out of those six years uh he placed t- uh eighth or better that's a good pick you know, 2015, he was 46. 2016, he was 24. But all the other years, he was 3, 8, 5, and 4. So, like, he's going to be in the mix because he's just super consistent. He knows how to play the course, and he knows how to shoot well there. So, that's that's kind of like my guy who I don't know if he'll win, but he'll definitely be in the mix. Come I mean, Sunday. he made an outrageous push on Sunday last year, and he, he birdied. Uh, no, he got a hole in one on 16, the part three. Yeah. Well, one one I, I like Kucher should be in the mix. He might do a little backdoor top ten, but I don't I don't know if if he wins the Masters. One like completely off the radar name I got to give a quick shout out to is Matt Parzell, uh, Massachusetts born and raised, and currently probably one of the coolest stories leading up to this Masters is that he's a active firefighter for the Brockton, Massachusetts Department. Uh, and he got invited to play uh, this weekend, which is cool. 
And it's important to me because, A, I, my family's from there, and my own grandfather was also in the Brockton Fire Department for 30 years. So I don't really know how he's going to do. I honestly don't know much about golf in general. Uh, but I'm pulling for him this weekend, and hopefully he'll he'll make some, some magic happen. He uh, could hang in there. Ams do pretty well at Augusta. They always seem to hang around. All right. At least for a little bit. They they always fall off they, in the end because they make the cut. doing four days of competitive golf is a lot. Yeah, like they'll make the cut. They'll maybe sit around like minus one, minus two, but they're not they're not really quite good enough to uh to stick with the big dogs. Keels, you got any long shots in mind? Hmm. Long shots that I have in mind. Um I'd say two people to watch that were hot, hot last year. Hot. Patrick Cantway was hot. I don't think he missed a cut all season. And then PGA Tour Rookie of the Year, Xander Shoffley. I think they could, I don't know necessarily if they will win, but I'd say that they could definitely compete. Also, people are sleeping on Thomas Peters. I'm going to call Keely Mr. Fucking Hot Take. Lots lots of top tens and lots of maybe can competes. Tons, just tons of fucking hot takes. Listen, the top ten, the top ten has expanded. Yeah, you're setting my curtains 25. on fire, it's buddy. Still the top ten. Everyone's, everyone's, everyone's T nine right now. There's gonna be twenty guys T nine. I don't, I don't hate that. But uh, no, I could see, I could see Cantlay making the big push and uh, kind of shocking the world, getting a major. I don't know if he would necessarily shock the golf community, but. Because he's been playing so well, but I could see it. I could see it. Okay. Would you be willing to give up nicotine to go to Augusta this year? Yeah, why not? Even though you oh. can hack whatever you want there. Oh, why not? Yeah, why not? I'll get a patch. I'll get a patch. All right, so <laughs> speak like in terms of just like overall play at Augusta. Like, what what do these players need to like really do well? to to win at Augusta like what's the hardest part about playing at Augusta I mean I don't think it's any secret that the the way to succeed at Augusta which is kind of like succeeding at any other course is you really just have to pick your spots if you can hit your spots then you're good but you got to have it on like so every golfer goes in with a game plan of how they're going to attack the course each day. They already know where the pins are going to be. They keep them the same like every year. But you got to be able to hit your spots and then be able to make your – you can't – you can make a mistake, obviously. We've seen like Phil behind the tree on 13, but you really just got to hit your spots. You got to know your game. It's not about overpowering the course. If you try and overpower the course, then – you're just going to fuck up pretty much on your next shot. But finding your spots, not getting in trouble. I mean, there's no rough, so it's not like they're going to have trouble in the rough. They're going to have trouble in the pine straw or hitting behind a fucking tree. But I will know your game plan. Stick with your game plan. I will say that's right. like that's that's pretty deep of you, Keely. Like, know your spots. Uh, you know, don't mess up. That's that's good life advice in general. So thank you for bringing that to all of our listeners. Um, yeah, Brent, you got anything you want to add? No. Um, well, maybe maybe just uh, just a couple things, I guess. I it re- it really is a fucking ball strikers golf course. Obviously, every year the talk on television, and there are a lot of things to love 
and hate about the Masters and Masters coverage if you're like an avid golfer compared to just like, you know, the the fucking four times a year golfer type stuff and of course there are a fuckload of cliches that you have to hear in every coverage and one of those is that you can never tell the undulation of the greens like enough on tv tv doesn't do it justice you have to see augusta's greens in person i've been to augusta twice and as much of a cliche it is that's fucking true um so obviously as it is with every fucking golf tournament but especially major championships putting is huge but i think it's most important at augusta so of course it's easy to walk up to someone and say like oh have you this golf tournament you have to be good on at every facet of the game but that's that really is the case it doesn't typically like um serve like a cutter of the golf ball that's why sort of it was such a surprise that uh sergio won last year it's not really a cutter's golf course except for the 18th hole um but he managed to get it done so you you have to be good at shaping the ball you have to hit fairways you can't get in trouble trees trees are bad and then if you do you know you got to get up and down sand is difficult it's tough to keep the ball below the hole obviously you could have famous greens like 11 and 15 where you're hitting long approach shots sort of the greens running away from you and shit so it's tough that's why you know i like a guy scrappy guys like louie obviously fucking tiger you know he'll be there i'm sure uh, i'm sure ricky ricky has a good golf game and he hits it far and he's accurate and stuff but he's not a major you know he's not a master's champion yet in my opinion so we'll see what happens it's going to be a fun golf tournament i i hope rory plays well i mean as, as long as like you know there are a couple top guys there Justin Thomas, Rory, Tiger, guys like that at the end of the day. I I would love for fucking Phil to win. Phil is my guy. What about Justin Rose? I like Rose, but, you know, fuck fuck a Brit. Harry, who do you got? Um, As much as I want to say Tiger, um... I don't think I, I think it's the it's obviously the fan pick it's the fan in me that is and probably a lot of other people but I think I think Bubba's a really good look for it playing well he's he's got the ability to shape the ball and he's also got the distance uh, you know we said before distance isn't really like the the make or break kind of deal for for this course but it certainly does help in a in a bunch of situations um, you know if he's able to control the driver and and as Brian said hit those hit those spots. Um, you know, and put it in the fairway where he, where he needs to, and put it into the approach shot, uh, approach area where he needs to, and so on and so forth. Uh, he's definitely got the game to do it. He's done it before, uh, albeit it came off of one of the most ridiculous shots of all time. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Bubba as as my my golfer pick. Uh, you know, I'm gonna ride Tiger, um, but I, I'm a little worried with his driver consistency that he's gonna put himself in too many shitty situations. Correct. And as we've seen already this year, he's had a lot of trouble. He's had a lot of trouble you know, keeping doubles and triples off his, off his card. And that is a huge, huge factor as, as obvious it sounds, as it sounds, it's a huge factor in winning this tournament. Uh, you know, if, if you can minimize, you know, blow poles, you know, that's, that's going to, that's going to put you in good, good contention come the weekend. Well, I'm fucking stoked, uh, for the masters to be kicking off Keely. We really appreciate you coming on, buddy. I mean, the main thing is uh, everyone should have their fair share of, you know, some bourbon, uh, some maybe some mint juleps, uh, sweet tea, of course, just good Southern Augusta, Georgia type shit and uh, enjoy some golf. It's springtime. Sure. Sure. Here, here. Make sure to check out our Instagram and Twitter for our picks as well. Keep you updated there. Keely, 
It was a pleasure, man. Pleasure's One all love, mine. Brian. Peace, kills. Thanks, Kelly. Very nice. Well, to end today's segment, we'll go ahead and just have a couple of buzzer beaters. Um, quickly just throw in a quick grind my gear segment. I'll make it short and sweet. Fuck Pennsylvania. I got to give a shout-out to Nova for winning, but it's another Pennsylvania team bringing back a championship. The Penguins going in this year. Uh, I just honestly will pull my fucking hair out if the Penguins win. So uh, that's that's a quick grind my gear segment. I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm sick and tired of seeing Pennsylvania in the headlines. Uh, yeah, if you saw the Super Bowl, you you know you know how I feel about this. I'm pretty sure we we got real in depth on that. I'm with you. I fucking hate Pennsylvania now. They're on my <laughs> shit list. I'll never go there unless I'm forced to. Uh, yeah. For work or travel. Dragged. Dragged. Fuck that place. Well, on a more positive note. Uh, my buzzer beater will be a quick shout out to one of our hosts, Barrel Chest, for tuning me into Big Mouth, which is a Netflix series. Absolutely had me fucking rolling over laughing. Uh, an absolutely accurate depiction of puberty and growing up. So go ahead and check it out. Nick Kroll, bunch of really good characters. Tom had to turn it off, but. Uh, yeah, you know, not for it, me. It's a little much, but I'll let the rest of you go ahead and throw up some buzzer beaters. Uh, I guess I guess I'll go first here. I have two quick ones. Uh, one being the NBA playoffs. I know we didn't really get to it tonight. The season's starting to shape up, uh, but they're coming up in two weeks, and so just keep an eye out for that episode. We're gonna do a full NBA breakdown. Um, once you know the seating sort of solidifies, and we'll Fuck take LeBron. a deeper look into that. Uh, yeah, I think we all know uh, our thoughts on LeBron here. Um, well, wait, you know, I always... Uh, I, I thought Tom had two. Oh, my bad. I, he was taking a second. Uh, Sorry, yeah, Tom, no. just pretend like I didn't interrupt you. No, you read that perfectly because I forgot. Uh, where, do, I'll go real quick. Uh, we'll let Harry roll out, yeah. Yeah, so uh, real quick one, another another Netflix one for you folks out there. Uh, found a little gem last I, night, I uh, a show called Rapture. It's a Netflix docuseries. Um, it really just goes into the lives of uh, a bunch of people in the hip-hop industry. Uh, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of hip-hop, so I definitely took to it, but it's a cool inside look into where they grew up. Uh, it, it goes through rappers such as T.I., Logic, 2 Chains, uh, Nas, A Boogie with the Hoodie, G Easy and people like that. So check it out. Really cool series. Here's some good music. You get to see a cool behind the scenes of how they grew up and how they've kind of changed the music industry. So give that a check. Um, Netflix should be paying us at this point, but they're probably not going to. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for this week. Uh, on on the the TV note, I remember mine now. Uh, Silicon Valley season five just started up too. And if you haven't been watching Silicon Valley, do yourself a favor and go check it out. Um, well, on the fucking hip-hop note, Tom, um, you know, I always uh, sort of try and plug a little bit of music, but, uh, you know, Harry, you've inspired me a little bit. I'm more of a rock and roll guy myself, but I have a little old-school hip-hop for you guys. I'm sure everyone here on this podcast likes them, but uh, for anyone out there, maybe give it a listen. We'll send you off with some here. Um, the Far Side, South Central Los Angeles, like yes. 90s rap group. 
fucking Fat Lip, uh, Slim Kid, like just two. Fat Lip is like one of my favorite fucking Amazing. rappers of all time. He was even for- featured on, uh, well, like speaking of indie rock bands, uh, one of my favorite bands, Portugal the Man. You know, they had that big ass hit, Feel It Still, this year. But uh, Fat Lip was featured on like one of their songs from this new record that they had, Woodstock. Um, so he's still around, like doing shit. I, I've laughed out loud, like when I fucking saw his name on that album, because like when I was in high school, I listened to the Far Side all the time. Used to love rapping with fucking Fat Lip and Slim Kid. So um, I like the song "Running." It's off the album "Lab in California." It's like the best fucking album ever, mm-hmm. 1995. So some of that West Coast old school real rap shit. Here we go. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed. Like I said, check us out on social media, Instagram. Twitter. We'll keep you guys posted. Thank you again for following us and enjoy. We out. Later, Later people. Peace.
switch in any position with me. me. Cause when you in my position, it ain't never easy, easy. to do any type of maintaining. Cause all the gaming and training from entertaining is hella straining to the brain. But I can't keep running, I just gotta keep cleaning, cunning. Can't keep running away.